So we're holding by the chasana of the Tzemach Tzedek. On Hey Kislev, 1803, the Samach Dalid, it was Sunday of Parshas Vayetze, Rebbe Menachem Mendel married his first cousin, Rebbe Tzenchayim Moshka, the oldest daughter of the Mittler Rebbe. He wasn't the Rebbe at the time. And they were both 14 years old at the time of the wedding. And the wedding took place in Liadi, where the Alter Rebbe and his extended family had moved two years earlier. The Alter Rebbe, who was the grandfather of both the Chassan and the Kala, he was Masada Kedushin, and he said, many my marim, in honor of the occasion. Now, while being raised by his very Chosheva grandfather, Rebbe Nachem Mendel noticed how careful the Alter Rebbe was with his purchases. He saw how his grandfather bought only the bare necessities for himself and the entire family. He never had anything extra. And throughout the years, Alter Rebbe had explained to his family and grandchildren, since we are being supported by others, we have to be very careful not to waste any money because then some, it's not like we're paying for it. Someone else has to pay for it. And this made a very strong impression on Rabbi Nachman Mendel. And he resolved that after his wedding, he was going to earn his own livelihood and he's not going to be supported by tzedakah. And although his father-in-law, the, the Mittler Rebbe, offered to support him so that he could continue learning without uh, worrying about business, he refused to accept the money as his only means of support. I mean, he wanted to have some type of job. And he decided to take his whole dowry that he was given and invest it with a successful merchant. And he thought that he would receive a steady income from the profits of the investments, enough to cover his uh, minimum expenses, whatever it was, whatever it was going to be for the next few years. However, unfortunately, disaster struck. And this wealthy guy who he invested his money with suffered tremendous losses. And the man lost everything he owned, including all the investments that were safeguarded with him. So the Tzemach Tzedek basically lost all of the money that he invested with this rich guy. But he was still determined to rely on his own work. So he decided to go into business for himself. And he chose the very great Tamar Chacham, Reb Nechemya of Dubrovna, as his partner. And after a lot of thinking about it, they decided they're going to make furnaces. Now, making furnaces is a very tough job. It takes a, a very time-consuming. It's not like an easy thing that you could do quickly. You had to mold the clay into, into the form of a furnace. Then it had to be baked in order for the clay to, to harden properly. Then it had to be heated with a small fire so the little cracks could be you know, found and, and sealed. And like all laborers that work like this, they talk during their work, right? Because it's not like you need a, it's not like you need to concentrate tremendous amount. You just need to work hard. But since they're both Tamidei Chachamim, so while they're doing all these jobs, making these ovens, they pass the sign this, discussing uh, subjects in Taita, learning. And as you could imagine, the deeper and more involved their discussions became, the less attention they were paying to what they were making. And it happened <clears throat> uh, during one such conversation that while one of them was sealing the cracks from the inside, we're talking about they made big ovens. And while one of them was sealing the cracks from the inside, the other one was sealing the cracks from the outside. And without realizing it, they basically, we don't know who was the one who was stuck inside the oven. They just sealed them in because they were so involved in their learning.
And the one standing on the outside didn't notice that the small fire was getting larger and burning the furnace. And only when whoever was on the inside started to, to cry out from the heat of the fire did the other realize that something was wrong. And quickly breaking the door to the furnace, he was able to save the one inside. But the furnace itself was totally destroyed because he just smashed down the door. Now, luckily, they were able to put out the fire before the whole house burned down. Now, since seeing that this was not going to be a good business for him because he would just get too involved, it's basically, it's dangerous to not pay attention. So he basically agreed he's going to earn his livelihood from learning Taita, but without accepting tzedakah. So what did he do? He became a tutor. Imagine having the Tzemach Tzedek as your tutor. Uh, he's he's going to teach older students. He was, however, extremely careful. He never let anyone realize how deep his knowledge went and he wanted to be treated like a regular person. We're now going to go back a little bit. When Reb Menachem Mendel was 12, the Alter Rebbe told him that the Mishnah says, Literally, that means you have to acquire a friend for yourself, to buy a friend for yourself. However, if you make slight changes in the vowels, you could read it as, um, Ukane lechachaver, a quill, like a pen or pencil, right? Should be your friend. And taking these words to heart, Menachem Mendel understood it to mean that from then on his pen would become his study partner. Meaning that when learning by himself, the proper way to express himself would be by writing down his thoughts. So he set aside three hours every day, even on Meitzah Shabbos to write down everything he learned without the Rebbe. The family members assumed that in addition to the stories he heard from him and the Altar Chassidim, he was writing down teachings that he learned from his Zayda, the Altar Rebbe. However, a few years after his marriage, the, the content of his writings became public knowledge. In addition to writing down what he learned from his grandfather, the Rebbe, he also was writing down his own original Torah thoughts. And this discovery took place in the year 1806, when he was 17 years old. He's already married for three years. Once, when Rebbe Menachem Mendel wasn't home, the Alter Rebbe asked his granddaughter, Rebbe Tzinchayim Mushka, to bring him, bring the Alter Rebbe, some of her husband's writings. And not realizing that her husband would not would, would be extremely upset about this. So she did as instructed and she comes up to his desk. She didn't know what papers her grandfather wants, the Rebbe. So she took a large pile of writings. And then she presented them to her grandfather and left. Now included in them was Rebbe Menachem Mendel's own original manuscript about the mitzvah of davening. Now today, it, that is printed as part of the sefer called Derech Mitzvah Secha, and it is known as Shoresh Mitzvah Hatfila. What is the whole source for the mitzvah of davening? And I never actually learned the whole thing beginning to end, but I learned a lot of it. It is fascinating. It literally teaches you how to daven like a chassid. So the Alter Rebbe read these booklets and while he was pleased that his, grand, that his grandson was writing down the teachings that he taught him, he was even more pleased when he read his grandson's original Torah writings, original thoughts. The Alter Rebbe then called in his brother, Rebbe Hudu the Maril, 
and the Chassid der Pinchas Rezis. And he told them that since he had just experienced tremendous pleasure, he was obligated to say the bracha of Shechianu. And he requested that they answer Amen. The Chassidah says that you need two witnesses by such a thing. And he desired that, uh, he said this gave him so much pleasure. <coughs> so the Alter Rebbe then informed the two men of the original thoughts of his grandson had written on, on, the, on davening based on halacha and chassidus and how much pleasure he got from it. And having said this, he stood up, he said the bracha shechianu, include meaning with Hashem's name, baruch atah Hashem alakeinu melech ha'ilam, shechianu v'kiyimanu v'kiyanu v'zman hazeh, and they answered, amen. The Alter Rebbe then said it as, as, like a, as a tefillah, and now may Hashem fulfill his kind words that it continues in the Pasuk, so says Hashem from now on and forever. And once again, they said, Amen. A few days later, there was a complicated halacha shaila that was brought to the Alter Rebbe. And his usual procedure would, you first give it to Alter Rebbe's brother, Rabbi Yehuda Leib, to consider. And Rabbi Yehuda Leib would then write down his halacha opinion and present it to him. And only after the Alter Rebbe reviewed it and consented and agreed with it, then it was uh, sent back to the person who wrote the question. This time the Alter Rebbe told his brother, now that I have seen my grandson, Rav Menachem Mendel, he didn't call him Rebbe anymore, his writings on Hasidus as well as in Nigla, you should discuss the question with him before reporting back to me. After the Maril and Rebbe Menachem Mendel had reviewed and discussed this uh, very complicated question for a few days, they came to the Alter Rebbe and presented their halachic opinion. And the Alter Rebbe then instructed them to put their thoughts and opinions in writing. A few days later, both, they, they both brought their own separate written response to the Alter Rebbe. And although the Alter Rebbe was very confident that his grandson was uh, very capable of answering halacha shailas, he wanted the Maharil to get an idea of how smart his grandson was. And after reviewing Rebbe Menachem Mendel's response, Dr. Rebbe called in his brother privately and said, look at what could be accomplished through working hard in Torah. He has tremendous talents. He understands every little detail in Rashi. He could explain the thoughts of Taisvais. He's very clear on the approach of the Rambam. Another great Tamidei Chachamim of that time. And we'll continue the story tomorrow.